Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast. I'm Bill. I'm JC. And we're not alone this week. We have, no, we're not. We have a special yeah, guest. Thanks for having me, boys. This is, uh, this is DK here. Yep, thanks we got for uh, uh, letting me join you guys again with one of these great shows. Yep. And the reason why he is here is because we are going to look back at our picks from before the regular season of the NFL began to see how right or how wrong we were. But it's always a scary situation. <laughs> Excuse me. But before we get to that, um, we're, we're going to talk about a couple of sports related stuff here. Um, the first thing, Caitlin Clark setting the all-time Division One women's points record, and she is within distance of beating Pete Maravich to set the all-time Division One record, men and women, for points. Yep, it's been a, it's an impressive feat so far. Yeah, I heard that the other day. I'm like, that that's pretty impressive for her to be able to do that. Now she's got four games left in the regular season to do that. How many points does she behind? I it's ninety something. Okay. She's gonna get that in a half. So yeah, if she, if she averages about twenty twenty two or twenty three, then mm -hmm. she should be able to get it. And I'm sure like you know, if she's close, she'll be taking every shot for that team. Yeah. Kind of like when uh, Kobe's last game against Toronto when he had, like, 81. He just kept putting up shot after shot. I can see that kind of going down. Well, I mean, she's got four games to do. <clears throat> I I think she's going to pass Merrick. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think it's a matter of when it will, not if it will. And um, I'm not completely up to speed. Is she? Um, does she have any eligibility left, or is that it for her? She has. She has a. Uh, yeah. Um, she has the option to come back for one more year if she wants to. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of wondering since she's this close, if she would even want to maybe come back for that one year and just like set a new benchmark. Right. Or, or, you know, maybe she doesn't have that kind of aspirations, but. Now I'm going to, I, I want to mention this real quick. Speaking of Caitlin Clark, because I heard this yesterday and then I saw the video and I just shook my head. So Jay Williams who is a basketball analyst on ESPN and does college basketball, said yesterday on their college game day that he does not think Caitlin Clark is among the all-time greats until she wins a national championship. Do you agree well, that make any or disagree? Well... The national championship is a team award. Mm -hmm. um, now, when we um, when we look at like greatest of all time debates that we've had on this show, 
I think Tom Brady moved into that spot when he kind of started winning more Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see his point. But if you're the all-time scoring leader, you're, I, I, th- I think you're definitely one of the greats. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, and we're, and we're talking college basketball, so. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking women's college basketball where, where for, you have one team that really stands out every year, right? You had, was it Connecticut that was dominating? Yeah, and in Tennessee before. Yeah, so I mean, you, it's not like men's where, yeah, you know, it's not like men's basketball where there's a different team that's got the number one seed every year. It's a chance for everybody to win, right? Mm-hmm. You know, until the talent level reaches to it's even across the board. So I can't. Nah, that's that's a load of crap, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is, right? Come on, don't Buddy don't sugarcoat it, Hawk. Well, tell tell us how it is. Well, Buddy probably couldn't break the. He's just jealous because he wouldn't be able to break the the women's national, the NCAA record after Kaylin sets it. So you know, there's there's some jealousy there. I think. Now you know you know what it really is. It's because he was denied an opportunity to repeat as national champions while at Duke because Maryland kicked their butts and there was a better point guard on the basketball court when they played and his name was Steve Blake. So he's got a stick up his ass that won't ever leave. And I like yeah, him. I like Steve or Jay Williams. But on this one, I totally disagree with that statement. Yeah. Load of garbage. But you know, it's ESPN. They have to do stupid stuff so like that. To... So we're all kind of in agreement then with that with that take then, right, boys? Yeah. Pretty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, let's quickly shift to hockey. Um, last night was the first of two outdoor games, uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey. They have one this afternoon with the Rangers and the Islanders at MetLife Stadium. They had a good turnout last night. It was over 60,000. Uh, today, they're expecting more. Um, um, do you guys expect maybe a big turnaround for one of these teams or maybe multiple teams at this point as we're coming up to the trade deadline? Well, well, there's lots of rumors with New Jersey being in on uh, Jacob Markstrom and Noah Hannafin from the Flames. I heard uh, proposed trade was basically done, but um, I think New Jersey wanted Calgary to retain some salary, and it's not really something that they wanted to do at the time. But um, I definitely see um, New Jersey being being a huge buyer, knowing that if they can land a top goalie, then I, I think they could uh, definitely compete in the Eastern Conference this year. Yeah, it's uh well after the Devils lost two defensemen to a uh, fortunate incident we discussed on the last show, right? They're looking for mm-hmm. defense. They need a goaltending. The Islanders are kind of up and down. I think there's more goals or more yeah more goals scored last night than all of the Giants and the Jets combined for their whole football season. Yeah. We had nine goals last night. <laughs> you know, six to three. <laughs> it was, and I expect another high scoring game today. With the Rangers and Islanders, and they're always, and this is the first time they're playing each other, so you know it's going to be amped up right away. Yeah, it's always a good game. Yeah, yeah, I expect the Devils to do something. They can make move. They're two points behind the Red Wings, I believe. 
yeah, for Rangers the last are looking good. Yeah, Rangers are looking good. So, you know, they they might make a move here. Phillies in the, I mean, they're all in the conversation pretty much. We'll have to, we'll see what happens here. Philly, Philly's going to need a goaltender. With me, with Philly, they, I think everyone's just kind of waiting for them to kind of get back to where they expect it to be. But I don't think Tortorella will really let them get to that spot. I think they will be probably in the playoffs and they'll probably um, add. Maybe one of the UFA goalies. I don't mm-hmm. know if they'd uh, take a big swing at a at a Markstrom or a UC Saros or anything like that. Right. But um, yeah, I believe they're second in that division right now. If anything's changed in a few days, maybe they're not second anymore. But they were second uh, midweek last week. So yeah, we'll see what happens. So definitely coach of, of the year. I'd give coach of the year to John Tortorella right now for sure. So as of right now. Philadelphia is in third in the Metro division. So they would be in New Jersey is two points. Like JC said behind Detroit out of the last wildcard spot. The Islanders are five points out of the last wildcard spot. Capitals are six penguins are seven. The rest, uh, you could probably say they're not going to catch up. So it's going to be between Detroit, the Devils, the Islanders, the Caps, and the Penguins for that last wild card spot. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice in the East because, um, in the last few years, like the eight teams have been pretty much set in January. Mm-hmm. It's just like, where are they going to, where are they going to end up? Who's going to play who and where are they going to end up? Right. So, it's kind of nice that there's a nice little, um, battle this year. It really is. So we will see how that all turns out. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we want to mention? Before? Yeah, I, I want. I want to mention something. All right. And I know that counting is hard for some people. You know, counting one, two, three, four, five. You know, and so on. And some people they have a tough time counting. It seems that that counting has a problem in golf, where a professional golfer by the name of Jordan Spieth, who is a top-ranked golfer, decided after shooting four on a par three, he wrote down three on his scorecard and got disqualified. Now, I play golf. And I'm no, I'm not. You know, I'm decent at it. But golf is not a a, a real fast-paced game, right? Right. You actually have time to sit there and count your strokes after each hole. So I think that mistake is one of the worst mistakes, mistakes in all of sports. It's not like throwing a pick with a minute and a half left because you got some big 300-pounder almost falling on top of you as you make a throw to try to keep the play alive, right? Things like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Jordan needs to go back to university. Maybe he went to the history of gaming, you know, those – those powder puff courses that universities give all their athletes back in the day may need to go into accounting. We'll send them some flashcards and say, here you go. I mean, it, it, it's an absolute atrocious mistake. And it's just, it, to me, I, it's, it's unacceptable. Okay, and then so, you got disqualified because of it. Okay. So I, I wasn't, uh, I was unaware of this. 
the actual golfer in the professional golfers tour, they write down their own score. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. Like with they all the technology we have, you're telling me these professional golfers actually have cards and they write down their own score and then yeah, they, they have to in. sign the card. Yeah, yeah, they have to sign I'm the card. They don't have. I'm surprised they don't have somebody for each golfer that that keeps track of that for them. Like with all the stuff they have to know and do. What do you mean no one do? All they have to do is hit a little white ball and count hilarious. how many times it got to the hole. That right. Is, I mean, you know what? We 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 do you know, well we've all been drunk. there. We've all been there. We've all been there when we're golfing. We're like, you know what? I think that was a three. Like, sure, it was a four, but like, come on, I barely touched it that second time. <laughs> Maybe it was one of those situations. Oh, he—it was a you. legit four. I've golfed with JC, and I know he's fudged some numbers, guaranteed. Well, because we usually have a rule, if you can slam a beer between the tee and the hole, you get a stroke off. Well, you, you should know, be so... getting holes at hole in one on every <laughs> hole, then. Wow. But you got to finish all saying? 18. You, you got to know that. You got to finish all 18 when you're doing that. You can't just quit well, that's halfway why they through. Have... You gotta... I, don't, I don't know in a, in if they have 18 packs in the U.S., but they definitely have them in Canada, and that's the reason for it. Um, That's right. last time I saw, I thought we did have 18 packs. Maybe, All right. maybe they changed it. I'll have to, I'll have to, I, I yeah. got a local, I got a local beer place a few minutes down the street, so I'll, I'll check next time. Perfect. But yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just saying it, it's one of those mistakes that because it's not a fast paced game, it's not something that are, you, you got a second or half a second to think about, right? You, you're sitting there with your caddy. Hey, you know, one, two, three, four. I got a bogey on that part three. And then write down a three. And even the electronic scoreboards all around will actually show the whole, like the golf was up there, will actually show his strokes. Mm-hmm. He could have looked up there and went, oh, I got a, no, I got a par on par three. Oh, no, I got a bogey. I better change that. Because then you have to officially sign it as you hand it in. So, That's you know hilarious. What? Huge mistake. So then they realized yeah, that he screwed up and then they kicked him out of the tournament. Yep. Yeah. Disqualified for cheating. Yeah. Because he probably would have made it into the weekend. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was going to make it in the weekend. He was minus five. He was both in the cut. I do have one thing that I'd like to bring up if you guys are okay with it. Okay. Um, did you happen to catch um, the WNBA versus NBA three point tournament thing last night with I Steph Curry? I meant to watch that, but I got caught up in that Flyers devil. I didn't realize they were doing that. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not that much into the NBA or anything like that. But um, I was just, I just happened to turn it on when they were starting it up. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Now, Steph ended up winning by three points, 29 to 26, but he had to have a pretty good um, last rack. He had to pretty much nail all of it. Like, I thought the... I. I apologize. I can't remember the female's uh, competitor's name. Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, Sabrina. That's what it was. Um, yeah, she she had a really good showing, and she had set the she had set the record for a three point in the WNBA All Star game last year. So I, I thought that was a a pretty cool uh, thing that they were doing, having having the men compete versus women in in that kind of style. So I was just curious if it, like, I know, Bill, you just said that you, you didn't get a chance to see it, but. Yeah, I, and I wanted cool to. Life. Well, I'll tell you this. If Caitlin Clark decides to go to the WNBA next year, you could bet your bottom dollar they're going to do everything they can to get Steph Curry and Caitlin Clark. Yep. Yeah. 
and I would watch it. I don't think anybody could beat Steph Curry in a shooting contest. If oh. if he really wants to win. Like like you could tell you could tell at the beginning of that he was almost almost letting her win. And then just like the first rack, he was just like kind of banging it in there. It didn't seem like he was trying that hard. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he just started nailing them. So that's my opinion when, on that one. You're saying Steph was going to throw the three-point contest? I was just saying I think that he he wasn't going to throw the contest, but he definitely made it look a little bit more interesting than, than it had to be. Was was Vince McMahon writing up a script for this? Oh, oh, oh he doesn't he doesn't write the scripts again. anymore. <laughs> he he, he does other things. Yeah, Eric, Eric Bischoff, somebody in there, that professional entertainment scripting this. I, I know. Hey, I hey, I know this isn't a, a wrestling show, but did you guys hear the rumor about Ultimate Warrior being poisoned? I saw that this morning, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I was like, oh my god, he did die two days. Two days after WrestleMania, oh. like holy crap! Like I'll, t- like, I'll tell you now, what. Now, like anything I hear about Vince McMahon, you 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 can't just go no, like because he's done so many crazy things. Oh he my. might have poisoned the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> like he's such a terrible guy. And so, the sad part anyway. is, DK oh. is right. He That's all the wrestling that I'll, I'll talk about on your sports podcast because we have our own. If, we'll if, if on, but... more of that breaks out, like that story, we will talk about yeah. it, DK. Oh my god! But yeah, I heard, I like read that rumor show. this morning, and I'm like, what? So. I know, and and like those, the story or the the board it was on, it didn't seem like a credible like wrestling board, right? So I'm like, is this just some tool like making up crap? And then I saw it on like three other ones. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, but it's just the same oh, board that it. put in that 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 Corey Perry was was having relationships with Conor Bedard's mom, you know, and everybody ran with it, and it was Team yeah. Untrue, you know. A, a lot of that just clickbait, you know. Me, me and Bill discuss a lot of the, those those poor, sad excuses on the media, right? But I guess we'll see what happens with Vince. Yeah, you never know what he could have, what he's done. All, all he's, I'm gonna he's say, capable of anything. All I'm gonna say is. Until I hear either Mike Johnson, PW Insider, or Dave Meltzer report on this story, I'm not going to believe it. Could it be possible? Yeah, it could. Did it happen? I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. All right. All right. Um, Two quick baseball stories because I can't believe – well, it was going to be one, but there's a second one that popped up. And we're going to start off with the story that seems to never end for JC and I. The Oakland A's. (laughs) So we had talked about forever, it seems like at this point, that the A's are going to go to Vegas. And they're going to play, you know, in Vegas until the stadium's built. Then there were reports that they were going to split time between Vegas, the minor, like their minor league affiliate, and San Francisco, where the Giants play. Now we got another city to add into this. (laughs) According to The Athletic, this is a reliable source, so you know it's true. The leading candidate right now to host the A's 
while their stadium gets built, if it gets built, is Sacramento. So, Sac- so Sacramento uh, is the AAA affiliate of the Giants, the Sacramento River Cats. If, sure. if they are to play in Sacramento, they could seat over 14,000 in that ballpark. So that, that that's good. The yeah. other option that's been talked about is Salt Lake City because they've been trying to get Major League Baseball to try to get a, uh, an expansion team there. That would also host 14,000 but they would lose TV revenue. The A's would. With Sacramento, they would not lose revenue. So, add on to this crazy chapter of the A's. Oh, and you know what? If they were to go to Sacramento or Salt Lake, man, they would be breaking franchise records for most people in attendance. (laughs) Yeah, probably. You know, like, it's, I mean, it's, like, say, Bill, it's, Ongoing, week in, week out, it's A's, 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 A's. Yes, we know they're going to be last. We don't care about the A's anymore. Can we just eliminate them from the postseason already? <laughs> it's like you know, I'd go up there and say, "You guys are done. Don't even bother coming out." You know. Yeah, if you're if you're an A's fan, I think you're probably looking at 2026 mock drafts already. Now, yeah, for the for Vegas A's. Yeah. Now, I think if they do play in Salt Lake City, yes, they will break attendance records. Sacramento, uh, maybe? I don't know. That's a flavor, right? It's something new that people are like, oh, well, we have tri- oh, we got a major league team. All right. Oh, Shoei's coming to town? They're going to have to build, like, you know those temporary bleachers that you'd have at school back in the day? They'd have to build that for Shoei. Mm-hmm. All right? Well, the, I mean, I've seen the, the craftsmanship of some of well, the San Francisco AAA team would probably beat the A's. That's oh, true. Hands right? down. That's hands true. down. So it's not like it's not like they're getting a better product. Anything, yeah, but it's the other teams you got to watch. You got to watch the superstars right. of yeah. every other team, right? You got to watch Mike Trout if he's not hurt, or well, you'd say Rendon, but he doesn't want to play more than 110 games a year, anyways. Rendon might be the happiest guy to ever leave that is that is happy that Oakland's leaving because he'll never get suspended in that stadium again. Man, I'll tell you what, when Rendon left the Nationals, his career went downhill. That's right. Bill put a hex on him, by the way, I believe. No, not really. Believe it or not. <laughs> I, I like him. Yeah, but now he's kind of turned into a he's turned into one of them sport. Yeah, he, he is, right? He went to LA and he kind of turned he, he turned soft. Give me a break. We can't play as many games. So you're going to tell me that you got, you're going to take a salary cut to play 140 games? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he just wants to right? play less so they get paid the same. Yeah. Well, he does play less and gets paid the same because he's always hurt or suspended. Very much. Right? I don't Very think he's true. played a full year. Not since he's been in, in uh, Los Angeles yeah. or Anaheim or whatever they're called nowadays. Yeah. So I mean, right. he has no right to say anything about load management and baseball. All right. Now to the other story. This is the big story. Rob Manfred announced this week that he will leave as commissioner January 2029. He said 
This last contract extension will be his last. He will resign or retire as commissioner in 2029, or at least that's what he says. So Maybe he was told, you know, this is your last contract extension. So, um, Mike Axissa, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. If it isn't, I apologize. Wrote a very interesting article a couple days ago. And I'm going to bring up these names. These are, according to Mike, five potential candidates to replace Rob Manfred as commissioner of baseball in 2029. So I will give you the name and what what they are in position right now. And you tell me if you think that person could be the next commissioner of baseball. So we will start with Tom Warner, who is the chairman of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, who could, I mean, he could. I mean, he's, how long has he been a chairman for the Red Sox? For quite a while. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, the thing you would have to look into is what are these guys' ideas going forward? I mean, he's been there for a while. It could be. Be a good choice. I don't know much about him. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have a lot of information on it, so it'd be okay. hard for me to give a detailed uh, response to that. All right. Uh, the next candidate is Morgan Sword. He is the executive vice president of baseball operations for Major League Baseball. I, I'd pick him because his last name is pretty cool. <laughs> well, and... and- you're in baseball operations. You kind of know what's going, right? You got to be a guy who's going to be working with the owners. So, you know, he kind of knows how the ins and outs. I like it. Sword, I would have near the top of the list for right now because of his age. He's he's not 40 yet. So if you get a young commissioner like Sword here, who you know, pending his health could be around a long time. That would be good for the game, I think. Whereas, yeah, and I was looking at point. it, where I was looking at it, Mr. Warner right now is 73. And then by the time Manfred retired, Warner would be 78. I, I don't think he would be. Yeah, he, he's not going there. But I mean, you don't want a commissioner in for too long, right? Right. Things get stale. I mean, the day Gary Bettman decides to retire, all of Hockey Canada will will, will be having a uh, a holiday that day. <laughs> right? The revival of Hockey in Canada will be coming back because yeah, Gary. I'll tell you what. Oh, Gary Bettman has been the most two faced commissioner I have ever seen in all four sports. Now, that's saying a lot because he just flip flops rules whenever he wants. You know. Oh, we're not going to worry about salary cap and the playoffs. So put all your guys on IR, you know. Oh, well, Longo cheated the salary cap. So when the new contract comes out, we're going to punish these guys. Give me a break. They did it all legally during the CBA. Then you got all mad because they, because you're a lawyer, because you're a hothead, because you're a big shot. You think you are. You're, you're like ranked lower than the WNBA in some some incidents. For God's sakes, yeah, you know he needs to go. That's my take on Batman. Wow, that went from uh, baseball to Gary wow. Batman. <laughs> and you and know the perfect example is, is the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, it's, it's the Arizona Coyotes. That's the best example. 
what you're playing in a college arena my god man you're a professional league get him out of arizona it hasn't worked nobody wants to go there and there's all just take all their contracts they had to put in rules because of it wow. like give it a break you know it's not working like do you not see the right on the wall uh, we all do mm -hmm. all right uh, let, 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 let's go on to our next <laughs> potential candidate according to this article Dan Halem, who is a deputy commissioner and part of the baseball administration. Okay, yeah, same thing, right? He knows the ins and outs. He's obviously could be a uh, a guy who could take over right off the hop. Maybe, you know, something happens, Smashford has to retire early. Who knows he could be? How old is he? Uh, let me check. And Halem. Um, he looks young enough to be commissioner. Eh, maybe. I mean, I don't have an exact birthday, but, he, you know, possibility. He, he, he's got the knowledge and the experience, so it could be another good pick. All right. Um, want to add anything to that, DK, or just go on? I can just go on. I don't right. have a lot of information. Okay. Uh, next one is Noah Garden, who's also a deputy commi uh, commissioner, and he is in business and media. So he knows how to stretch the truth. That, that, that's always good for a commissioner. Now, we want the truth from the commissioner. Not someone who's going to stretch it. You know, it's we want we want honest answers. Right. Mm -hmm. That's me. You know, that, and that's that's a guy in the White House. That's his position. How do I make my president look like a bumbling idiot, but not a bumbling idiot? Yeah. That guy should be commissioner, to be honest. I mean, I mean, that, that guy's got to do wonders. I mean, put that on your resume. I helped Joe Biden. Look, oh, man. That guy I, I've anywhere. already had to deal with one Joe Biden. I don't need a second one. <laughs> oh, imagine there was two. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. They can follow well, each other around at Walmart. What I will say is where he has an advantage among the other candidates is he is in business and media, and he could make moves with media rights and business decisions. He could be somebody to keep an eye on. Okay. All right. And the final one Theo Epstein. Minority owner and part-time advisor of Fenway Sports Group. Oh, good old Theo. Then he, right, he was there for the Cubs and the Red Sox winning. Yep, he, winning he ended stuff, the two right? most famous curses in sports. So, I mean, he he definitely could have a leg up with knowing the, the aspect of the game, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how it takes to win and how it takes to get the product going. Obviously, in Boston and Chicago, I mean, you could have the, you could have a team worse than the A's, and they would sell out Fenway. There'd be a lot of booze, you know. But do you, you, yeah, he knows how to move a product. I'd, I'd rank him up there. GK. Yeah, you know what? Uh, of all the candidates that you named, that would probably be my pick. 
I think where Epstein might have the best, like the best profile or the like the best opportunity is to get the younger fans back into baseball. I think he would be the one out of the five to do that. Because I think he could do it, and I think he can do it. He seems to have that knack of knowing what the younger generation is into. So, and, he, and he's young as well. He's only, what, in his 40s, I think? Maybe 50s? Let me, let me check real quick. So I well, it's just I, I think that one comment saying the younger generation and winning that that doesn't go together anymore. Now maybe whining in the younger generation, yes. Okay, he's fifty years old right now, so in five years he would be fifty-five. So he'd be good to go. I I I could see him being commissioner at fifty-five. Yep. I absolutely could. So. But uh, if you guys have any other candidates that maybe, you know, you want to say could be a better choice for commissioner, like myself, uh, leave us a message. That's right. Oh, and Pete Rose. No, Pete Rose would just gamble <laughs> all the money. Away. Anyway. All right. Hey, it's legal. Now. Pete Rose would be a candidate. It is. All right. It's legal. So. Uh, let's briefly talk about the Super Bowl. Most watched Super Bowl in the U.S. I think the most watched television event of all time in the U.S. 123.4 million people watched the game. Uh, 120 million watched it on television with another 2 million via streaming. And I'm not sure about that last million, but it doesn't really matter. Um, Canada, 19 million people watched the Super Bowl. I've heard that. Hey, man, um, we're, we, we like it, right? We, we like the Super Bowl. It's fun and entertaining. Yeah. Yes, we do. You know, most um, of us like to see the San Francisco 49ers lose on a yearly basis. I, I'll say this. I thought the first half of the game was bleh. Like, it wasn't that good. From the second half to the end, that was some really good football that you watched. Yeah, it, it was. It was entertaining. It was great. It was, you know, that second half, it was it was back and forth. And then, like, like all of us, all 123 million of us were stunned when San Francisco took the ball in overtime. Oh, my God. I was That's like, what are you doing? Doesn't know the rules. They didn't yeah. know the rules. No, they didn't. And that's I, and then Shanahan goes never and fires the defensive coordinator because of it. Yeah, the the scapegoat. I yeah. sat when I I sat in uh, in in my chair when the coin toss happened, and I thought to myself, okay, whoever wins this is gonna go on defense first. You know, it's kind of like There's college. No reason football. not to. Exactly. So San Francisco wins the coin toss and they're like, we'll take the ball. And my brain kind of explodes. It's like, what did he just say? <laughs> yeah. And and we find out they didn't know the rules afterwards. I'm like, you guys are a multi, 
billion dollar organization. You didn't know those rules. See, I like what? Oh man! If that is true, and if you do know the rules and you make that decision, that that's even stupider. Like, I it, it'd be better to say, "Oh, I, I didn't know the rules. Sorry, how stupid am I?" Like this makes Donovan McNabb look like a regular person now. Because remember what McNabb said all those years ago: "I didn't know the game could end in a tie." This is worse. What do you mean the game's over? <laughs> and then the fact, yeah. and then the fact that you fire your defensive coordinator, who did a marvelous job, I thought. He's the scapegoat in all of this. He is. I'm going to tell you and right fire now. Did you? I'm going to tell you right now. The 49ers are going to rue the day they fired that defensive coordinator. Yep. And, and to boot, hear, they fired him after the fact, though. They fired him after the fact that there's no positions open. So to me, that's the lowest of the lowest. Oh, who are they bringing in? Oh, isn't it some uh, the, the worst coach ever? Isn't it from uh, oh Staley from the Chargers? Bobby Petrino. Yep, but Brandon Staley is who they're bringing in. Well, there goes your defense. Yeah. And you know what? And now San Fran's window, I think, is closed. It's done. We're over it. We know what Brock Purdy what can do. Right, that defense, we have, know what they can do. They still have one year. They still have one year with Brock Purdy making nothing. So I think they have one more year before if Purdy has yeah, another be, great year, he's, he's going to be a really high-paid QB. And I don't even think they can afford to pay him or if they even would. So well, I, they're gonna, I mean, they got Kittle, they have Debo, they have a lot of talent that's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. CMC, I mean, we'd have to look at the salary cap there, but they got to be coming up to this now. I mean, they got a lot of good players going to get a lot of good money. And no yeah. team has ever gone – I don't think no team has ever gone back to the Super Bowl after losing it. It's, it's been a while. It's been back-to-back, right? So, yeah, 20 years. So, you know, and I mean – Yeah, the Bills was was great. That's it. Yeah. See, you know, the- but this, and the thing is, I think I think Shannon has got to be you – no, know, he's even – you look at Mark Levy – and they went for, back to back to back to back, right? They missed one because of a kick, stuff like that. Shannon had yeah. double-digit leads, blew them all. I mean, he's got to be the biggest choke artist in a in a in a pressure-packed game ever. They didn't look good against the Packers. We talked about that. They didn't look good against the Lions. We talked about that. Had the, the had the the lead, blew it, and then the overtime. I mean, right right there, I'm like, you know what? You're done. You're fired. Get out of my it office. Should ne- it should never have gone to overtime. The 49ers had 10 point lead in the second half. They ran the ball five times. Yeah. That was the best they, running back. He did, the, he did the same shit against the Chiefs four years ago. He did the same shit against the New England Patriots as the OC of Atlanta Falcons. I, I talked maybe, about this on our gambling maybe. podcast. I said that Kyle Shanahan will lose this Super Bowl for the 49ers. He doesn't and I was right. know. He doesn't know how to finish the job in a big time situation. No. It's almost like he gets bored. He's up 10 points. He's like, oh, I kind of want to throw it. Just it's run like, the freaking ball. It's the complete, Give it to McCaffrey 45 times. It's like the complete opposite of what his dad was able to do. His dad was able to get the job done in big-time situations. I, I, Maybe I, Kyle Shanahan's a robot, right? Maybe he's not programmed to win big games. He's got a, we, we have a flaw in the system there. We need someone to look into that. 
Nah. But I can't. I don't. I can't imagine ever being a head coach after. The, I mean, if San Fran doesn't make it to the big game next year, he gets fired. I can't see anybody hiring him as a coach. Right with that track record, I can't. See, and you got a great team, right on offense and defense, mm-hmm. and that green line injury hurt. But overall, I mean, you have an offense that would. That's well, the green lawn injury was such a freak accident. Yeah, yeah, that's we saw yeah, the video where on the sideline down he goes. But you know what? As much as we are bashing the 49ers, some of it for good reason. Let's give credit to the Chiefs. This Chiefs team, a lot of us, I, I think all three of us were like, there's no way this team is going to go to the Super Bowl. There's just no way. They win the division. They win their first game. That was kind of figured. And then they have to go on the road. They have to beat Buffalo on the road. Mahomes has never had a playoff game on the road. They beat Buffalo on the road. Then they got to go to Baltimore, play the Ravens, who had been the best team in the AFC, hostile crowd. They beat the Ravens on the road. Then you got the you know, then you play the 49ers. The, the betting line was back and forth the whole two weeks. And there were some people like, oh, th- this could be it. You know, this could be the end of the Chiefs. Chiefs had a slow start to the game, came back, Almost won the game in regulation had that pass to Rice, you know, been caught. They would have won the game at the end of regulation. They go to overtime. They only let up a field goal. They they get the ball pretty much run out the clock to score the game-winning touchdown. Well, they still had a second. They still had a second half of the game for overtime. Right, because, like, if if, – Chris Berman said on primetime, had they not scored at the end of that first overtime, that would have carried into the second overtime period. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to even have a clock in overtime in the playoffs. There's no reason to have it. All you need is a play clock. You don't need a clock. It's stupid how they have a clock because it literally means nothing besides besides a two minute warning or or flipping ends. Well, but you have it right there, the two two minute warning, the but they'd be in the second half of that. Yeah, that would be in the second. Overtime, right? Like, and how often are they going to go to a second quarter of overtime in, in an overtime? Well, I mean, good thing now, it wasn't the regular season, right? We would we'd have that yeah. one between two crappy teams, right? Yeah, in yeah. bad weather. Exactly. But the Chiefs won the Super Bowl again. Now they have the chance to do something that no team has ever done three-peat. No one's ever won the Super Bowl three years in a row. Um, It's too early to project. We will do that at the end of the summer. But I think the Chiefs are going to be one of those teams we're going to keep our eyes on in the post or in the the offseason. The reason why it doesn't happen is because of the salary cap. But if you look at the Chiefs' salary cap, like Mahomes is just going to restructure. And they're going to keep Chandler Jones. The only guy that they're probably going to lose is uh, is the corner, Sheed, or Schmied, or whatever his name is, their number one corner. Right. They could lose him. But there's going to be players that will take less to go there. 
And Patrick Mahomes has a 10-year contract. They can keep pushing money down the line to make this team even better. So, like, who's going to beat them right now? The Bills? The, the Bills get in their own way. Mm-hmm. Lamar, Lamar Jackson can't win a big game in the playoffs so far. Now, I think the Bengals would be better next year. I would say the Bengals would be one of their biggest roadblocks. You have the Houston Texans coming on. I think they're going to be a, a great team. See what they do in the offseason here. Like the AFC is like still wide open, but I still put the Chiefs definitely number one. Mm-hmm. And like we talked when we did our football preview or uh, playoff preview show, and you guys had me on, I was definitely in on the Chiefs until the AFC title game. I thought being in Baltimore, they would be able to get past them. But like I, I don't give Buffalo Bills any kind of threat over the Chiefs in a playoff scenario. Right. Until they prove until they prove like their Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That's and then their defense had a bunch of injuries. Like the Bills are still a good team, don't get me wrong. But until until Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson guys like this prove that they can win that big game. Mm-hmm. Like Patrick Mahomes he he'll just go out there and this is another day. He doesn't care. Like how many big games has this guy been in? Every year. I mean, I and like the dude went offside in the when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl. If he didn't go offside, he'd Mahomes have four would be going for he'd be going for five. Yeah, he would have destroyed the Rams that year. It wouldn't have been funny. He would have won the Super Bowl his first year as a starter. I mean, honestly, I I, I said after the Ravens game that I thought Mahomes was the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. This just solidifies my case for me. It really does. And I I think he's going to pass Brady. I really do. It's going to happen. He's only only 28. Now, now with with Brady, I think Brady had two Hall of Fame careers because there's a bunch of years separated. Mm-hmm. Now his first, his his first three Super Bowls, he was just there for the ride. In my opinion, their defense was amazing, and they won by three points. The kicker was making these crazy kicks, and it was a different era. But but it totally reminds me of the same thing. Like they get they'll they'll be definitely in the divisional round every single year. All you're gonna have to do is win a couple games. Mm-hmm. So and he's twenty eight. If if Mahomes keeps going, like, like you see these guys play into their forties, you're telling me 12, 12 seasons he can't get three more or four more. And the key is definitely can. the key is definitely he stays can. healthy. That's the key. He stays yes. healthy for sure. Yeah, and like he's not going to have Kelsey forever. He'll probably have Kelsey for one more year. Yeah, and then. It all depends on what Andy Reid wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not going to say he's going to pass Brady right now. But, like, there was times when we are like, oh, will Tom Brady catch Joe Montana in Super Bowls? 
Then he had three, and then he didn't have any for a while. Right. So then was all this goat stuff started when he came back against the Falcons, and then he ended up in that stupid play that I know JC loves hmm. against yeah. Seahawks. Like, like if if you look at different scenarios with Tom Brady. Like he could be one of the worst Super Bowl quarterbacks if a couple plays go the other way. Very good. Like he could have the most losses in Super Bowl history. Then all of a sudden he's not a goat anymore. That's that's how close this stuff is. You know, another example would be um Super Bowl thirty eight. If the Panthers don't kick that ball out of bounds on the kick return, yeah. on the kickoff. Exactly. That's another really good example. Like Football is like all about the inches. Like we always say that all these little plays that could go in another way. Like, just like that. Like if you look at the chiefs, since we're kind of like talking about them right now, um, they could have gone up three scores against Cincinnati Bengals that year. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up going for it. They didn't get it. Bengals come back. They go to the Super Bowl. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs beat that Rams team, the one with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, Justin Houston, I believe it was, that went offside against the Patriots in, in that other Rams Super Bowl. I think if that play goes differently, I think the Chiefs could beat that Rams team. Then you're talking two more Super Bowls on his resume. Yeah. he like I Like right now, I, I never really called Tom Brady the GOAT because it's more of a team thing. Right. But but with Mahomes, like he's he's number two right now. Like like if Tom Brady's the GOAT, Mahomes is number two. Right. Like he's past he's past Joe Montana and John Elway for me and Dan Marino, Drew Brees, these other Bradshaw. guys, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, like all these all these guys that we that we always talk about yeah like i know like it's a it's a team accomplishment but three super bowl mvps two mvps 28 years old yeah like what done to this league and i just want to mention he's the first nfl player to have won three world titles and two mvps in his first seven years of his career and his first season, he was on the bench. Yeah. So he did learning behind Alex stuff. Smith, and he did all of this in six years. Alex Smith taught him everything he knows. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Good well, stuff. now that we have talked about the Super Bowl and everything, now we're gonna have some fun, folks, because we're gonna go back and take a look at how we did in our preseason picks back at the end of the summer. So if we have anything right, we'll leave it alone. If we have something wrong, uh, JC, you're going to be introduced to um, DK and I's new best friend today. Oh, so my favorite. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's our co-host. Yep. He's going to be, I think our mascot at this point. All oh. right. So let's begin with the AFC. I'm going to go in the order that we did this. Okay. So the AFC West, we all had the Chiefs winning that division. Yeah. We're, we're so good. smart. We're good. <laughs> Check us out. 
Everyone can suck it. So smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where it all ends. Oh, shit. Because the next one, the AFC North, we all had the Bengals winning the division. I love that guy. <laughs> He's my favorite. Okay, so I'm going to defend my Bengals pick, okay? <laughs> Joe Burrow got hurt. Like, he did. He did. Now, now they had a rough start from what I remember. And and this whole thing started with, with the Bengals. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow got hurt in like training camp. Yeah. And he was not he was never the same. Now, like I know he re-aggravated something, but that just proves how important that position is in, in mm-hmm. sports. Like you can't lose your you can't lose your starting quarterback, especially when he's a franchise guy like that. It changes everything. Oh, and uh, JC, that was Yodeling Pickle. Yodeling Pickle, that's JC. Oh, I, I thought that's the guy who was off the prices right. <laughs> yep, same, same sort of Yodeling. Yep, but he, but he is a pickle. Like, I know we're not he a He is video, a pickle. So. Well, All right. Long. So, our next division, the AFC South, we all had the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the division. They lost it on the last week of the season. Um, now, like I know this makes us sound stupid, right? Mm -hmm. But I think unanimously, every expert in the world would have had Jacksonville winning that division. Exactly. Um. And you know uh, what CJ Stroud did for Houston Amazing. this year was huge part of that. And uh, Trevor Lawrence definitely regressed. And like I don't know, like like we were talking about this on our gambling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look, Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones have very similar numbers. Yeah. Lawrence also got hurt there halfway through, right? He did. I, I, yeah, if you, if you look at over like the last couple of years, Daniel Jones and uh, Trevor Lawrence have very yeah. similar passing and rushing yards. But people tend to give uh, Trevor Lawrence the pass here because of where he was drafted and what he's supposed to be. But we'll see what happens with that team. You guys got opinion on it? Oh, yeah, I think uh, – well, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, we all picked the Jaguars. We thought they'd be better this year. That whole team, I think, regressed. Lawrence getting hurt didn't help. Them not be able to afford a golf cart to get him out of the stadium when he was hurt and had to walk off was pathetic. I think that was kind of the turning point of everything. <clears throat> and then the season went downhill, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the last division of the AFC, the AFC East. JC and I both picked, this was our first um, split here. JC and I both picked the Buffalo Bills to win the division. DK, you picked Mm -hmm. the Jets. 
Your whole dreams ended in four minutes. Four plays. Yeah, and but if you if you look at the way that team was playing, if they had Aaron Rodgers, they would have won that division. For sure. No, no, no doubt in my mind. Like the Buffalo Bills were six and six, and then they went on this streak. In the last game of the year, they could have been eliminated from the playoffs, but with a win, they moved to the number two seed. Mm-hmm. Like if you go through the Jets schedule and the amount of times that Garrett Wilson was wide open and whoever, whatever bum quarterback overthrew him. And with that Jets defense, I think the Jets would have won that division by multiple games. So I'm not too upset about that pick. And you know what? If if the the way things go, I'll probably make that pick again this year. Mm. I really like how that team is. And if they make make the right moves in the offseason and Rodgers comes in, I'm just like really interested to see what he can do with Garrett Wilson. All right. So, so I, I I'm okay with that pick still. Like like Buffalo was not dominant, right? My, Miami looked pretty good for most of the year. They did, but when any time they played a decent team, they couldn't get over. Like, like I think their best win of the season was against Dallas Cowboys, and we saw what they did in the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> um, throw that in there. So our wild cards. We actually did pretty good on our wild card. So uh, the, the Yoling Pickle is going to take a break here. All right. JC, your wild card teams were the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. Two of the three ended up making the playoffs. So that's that's pretty good. Chargers, though. Yikes. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I did have the Browns as my dark horse that could have snuck in, I believe. They almost did, too. Oh, no, they did. They did get in. They, did, right. they did get in. That, that was my dark horse. Did you predict, did you predict Joe Flacco coming off the couch, though? No, but that's who the Jets should have went right after, right off the hop. They he had him. He, he didn't He was predict, on the team. He yep. didn't predict Flacco beating a guy who died for comeback player of the year. Yeah. Okay. I have right. my opinions on that if you want to talk about it. Uh, another time. <laughs> All right, uh, DK. You also went two out of three on your wild card picks. Okay. You had Baltimore, Buffalo, and the Chargers. Oh, I had the Chargers too, Tim. Yes. <laughs> See, you got to give me a heads up before I start, like, Drilling into JC here, and we had the same pick. Now I sound stupid. <laughs> well, don't feel too bad, DK, because my wild card picks were the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. We all, all had right. the Chargers for some reason okay. in the playoffs. Now, okay, for our Chargers pick, I think you got to play it. All right. <laughs> He's the star of the show. This is the best stocking Christmas gift I ever got. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> yeah, um, can you send me the link? Because I need to get one of these. I will look for it right away when this is done. <laughs> okay. If it doesn't ship to Canada, you're going to have to order it for me. 
we and will, then you're gonna we have will to find a us. way to get it. <laughs> okay. All right. So we didn't do too bad with the AFC. So now let's take a look at how we did with the NFC. And we're going to start with the NFC East. This is the one division where each of us had a different pick. Oh, start playing the pickle for the guy who picked the Giants. I am. Because <laughs> I've been laughing. I've been laughing since September. <clears throat> and I got to say, I know I picked the Cowboys here, and I, I felt good about it. And you're safe. And uh, it was nice that it actually, when when the Eagles decided to stop playing, it, it oh yeah, and I got to play for the up. Eagles as well. This is a yodeling pickle with special guests Dahak, Bill, and DK. <laughs> so, well, okay. Now, to be fair, though, with Philadelphia and Dallas, it did come down to the last week of the season. So I, I'm not yeah. I'm not ashamed of that pick. And if if I told you at the beginning of the season, the NFC East is gonna come down to the Arizona Cardinals, what would you have said? I wouldn't believe you. Because they had a major part. The Cowboys and Eagles both lost to them, which is hilarious. And I believe yeah, the Eagles lost to the Giants. Yeah. To I mean, really by default, them. by default, the Cardinals won the NFC East this year. <laughs> yeah. So technically, you my pick took out Bill's pick for Dan's pick to win. So I think I get a retract on the Yodeling Pickle. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I need you to write down what you just said because that was a lot of information. He basically he said that his pick took out my pick so your pick would win and I should retract the pickle. Well, the, the pickle cannot be retracted. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't have a stop button. Okay. So that was the only one out of all eight divisions where we each picked a different team. That was kind of fun. All right. Yeah. Next division, the NFC West. Oh, yeah. I am happy about this one. I picked the 49ers because a smart person would do that. JC, JC, DK, yeah. you both picked the Seahawks to win the division. Okay. I did. I, I, thought, I thought the Seahawks would be better. That, that, yeah, that, that is a little error in judgment for sure. But in all fairness, I uh, I had beer when I made that pick. So, JC hey, don't had, blame the beer. The beer has never made us do any bad decisions. Week. That's right. Sometimes you can't understand what I'm saying on the show. But hey, man, I did pick the Boston Bruins to lose on our playoff he did. show, and I was hammered. He, he did. You guys were like were laughing hammered. at me, laughing at me, yeah. and I picked the Bruins to lose. No, no, you're right. You're you're right. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna penalize you on that one. Beer has never made me this do a bad the, decision. I this don't blame is a beer. football show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not not on a football show. Other things, yeah. maybe. 
<laughs> All right. Now we go to the NFC North. JC and I both had the Detroit Lions winning the division. DK, this was a good pick at the time, so I'm not going to bash you, but I have to play the yodeling pickle. Mm-hmm. You had the Vikings winning the division. And that, that definitely came down to injuries, too. Yeah, like, I did. Like, Justin Jefferson was out half the season. Kirk Cousins was out. The Lions, like, I did not see them becoming that team that they ended up becoming. And, like, they were the preseason darlings. Like, everybody loved them. And I'm like, I don't know how good. You got to learn how to win first. And But, you know, they had a great season. They should have gone to the Super Bowl if Dan Campbell knew knew what um, a double-digit lead really is. And kicking the ball instead of going for it on every single play. You, you, you blew being the first seed. But by going against yeah. Dallas and keep going for the two point, you blew that out of the water. And then, yep. yeah, you know, you got to go is for what the it is. You know, He will yeah. learn, hopefully. Yeah. And that team's going to be better. Oh, they're going to be bad. And um, yeah, it, like I, they're definitely the class of that division. I'd even, um, even what Jordan Love did this year was pretty impressive. So, hey, there and was a whole lot of love Chicago, in Green Bay. With Chicago um, starting the draft and maybe getting a franchise QB or make, making them another big trade, yeah, we'll that division's going to be um, pretty good. We'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins if he stays in mini. But. All right. Now we have one final division, the NFC no, South. I'm, I'm just I'm just even gonna I'm just gonna play this now. Well, with the South, okay. Um, I think um nobody really gave Tampa a lot of chances. Uh, no, we didn't. I I think if we're being honest, me being a Saints fan, I think what I thought our biggest obstacle would be would be the Falcons. With them bringing in Bijan, and I, I thought the Saints would be better. Their their defense played pretty well, but yeah, getting the chemistry with with Carr and stuff. Um, obviously they made changes in in the coaching staff with the offense, so we'll see what happens next year. But we all yeah, it was a disappointing year for sure. We all picked. The Saints to win the division. Now, if I remember correctly, you had—I thought you were going to go another way, and we kind of like made fun of you, and then you ended up changing your pick. Is that right? Was I thinking Carolina at one point? I thought you were going Falcons, and then we're like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, I did. I I know it wasn't Tampa Bay, right? It, It probably was Atlanta. You're right. And I think the the problem of like. Again, you you trap Bijan and you don't use them properly. You yeah. got Pitts, you don't use them properly. Like that's the fault. If the Falcons were to have a decent coach who knew how to to use those players, you're talking maybe the Falcons do win that division, All right? Because the yeah. games that they did shine, it's those two players. You know. Yep. 
it, and it's, it's phenomenal that why you know I mean everybody this is a passing league, and I laugh about it because you know what, a passing league loses you games, and we've seen it time after time after time. You run that ball, you take care of clock management, you get that defense gassed, you're going to win games. And when you Definitely. stop running the ball, you lose. And we've been seeing it from from day one. You don't know how to run the ball and clock management, you will lose games. And we're seeing it. And running mm-hmm. backs are really unappreciated right now. I mean, Barkley's going to be gone from the Giants. And I just laugh about that. Right. I mean, you know, you got to – and so you get a coach that knows how to use those players – I'm thinking the Falcons are a dangerous team. You know, I think Bijan should have been. He was, I think, a darling for pre for the rookie of the year. Yeah, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And nothing. All right. A lot of people picked them first in their fantasy league and keeper leagues, and they got hosed. I mean, he was on the bench halfway through. All right, now. Our wild card results. JC, you didn't do too bad. Your wild card teams were the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, so two of those were in the playoffs. Exactly. So not bad. I'm going to save DK for last. So I'm going to go to next. Why are you saving me for last? I'm scared. Oh, you're you might gonna... need three Yodeling pickles for him. Get the <laughs> pickle charged up. It may be five. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so my wild card teams were Minnesota, Minnesota, Dallas, and Seattle. Okay, I got I got one. Oh god, I'm scared. DK, <laughs> your wild card team. You got a good start here. Okay. Philadelphia. All right. San Francisco. And I'm just going to play. I'm just, I'm just going to play the pickle now. Should I pick like Chicago? (laughs) Worse. Worse? Worse. You pick the commanders to make the playoffs. The command skins. Hey, you know what? Had me believing in it. Hey, you know what? They were only eight games away from doing something. And now they're gonna get sued so they can change the name back to the Redskins. Nice. So yeah, commanders are upset about it. (laughs) Yeah, but they are. There's there's a petition. There is. That Chief White Cap or something was the logo, and they're suing the they want the name referred to back. Because it's a proud name to be proud of. They got to stop letting people make uh, petitions. Yeah, they got to stop letting the white Democrats make these changes. Yeah, I went there. Yeah, and it was even the copyright board said that they would get rid of their copyright. They didn't change the name. Yeah. So, you know, now there's a petition and they're going to get, they want it back. Well, we'll see if they listen. All right. So now we're going to get to conference championship picks and the Super Bowl. So, JC, your AFC championship game was the Bengals and the Bills with the Bengals winning. 
not, not, not. Uh, I was just a little outside on that one. Yeah, I love that. Angel Hernandez would have called it a ball. <laughs> well, it was close. You know, you only Buffalo. needed the Bengals to win like six more games. So. I mean, Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo almost had it. Your NFC Championship game was the Seahawks and the 49ers. Okay, so you got the 49ers, and you had Seattle winning that game. Which yep, I believed in it. Which gave a, which would have given us a Bengals Seahawks Super Bowl. And you had the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl. Yep. I I don't even think the pickle can get the point across for those picks. No, no. Even right. look, it was a defense that let down the Seahawks. We'll put it that way. Hey, my, I, I remember my NFC Championship, so we we don't even need to talk about it. So no, we we, just, we are. We just move on. But, but and, we got to give know. you. But we got to give you props for the AFC. You okay. had. The Chiefs and the Bengals, with the Chiefs winning the AFC. So you, so you got that right. Yep. Your NFC, the Cowboys and the Seahawks, <laughs> with the Seahawks winning. Okay, so so can I give you my analysis for uh, why I made that pick? I, I'd like to hear this. Well, we all love the Cowboys on this show, right? We just loved them. So I figured I would jinx them by picking them. Right. However, you know, we can't have JC being too happy. So I had to throw the Seahawks in there too. However, you did have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Now, for me, now for me, I had the same AFC championship game as DK, Chiefs and Bengals with the Chiefs winning. And then, this is where I'm going to stroke my imaginary mustache. Because I had the Eagles and the Lions in the NFC Championship game. And I believe the both of you laughed at me, saying the Lions would not make the NFC Championship game. Roar, 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 roar. Yeah, but you picked the Eagles. and they Well, I know, but so. I know. Still, the fact that I got the Lions, you know. Sure. Um, I did have the Eagles winning, and I had the Chiefs beating the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So two out of three got the winning team of the Super Bowl. So and did, you, yeah, did you put money on that? Not bad. Did you put money I, on I it? Did. No, I did. Well, I, I, I put money on it, like, when the Super Bowl was happening, not, not when we made that pick. Though. Right. So, all in all, not a bad year. We we each had our one bad pick at some point, but it was. I I thought we did good. Not not great. Not pretty good. Just good. Better than the experts. That's true. That's probably true. Especially those idiots on ESPN. <laughs> Man, <laughs> we we could have just they they could fire them and hire us, and we'd do a better job. Of course oh, yeah. we would. 
Because the one guy I would bring on my show, the one guy I bring on my show is Charles Barkley. Oh, definitely. Barkley tells it how it is. You yeah. know, he doesn't beat around the bush. He just goes at it. He says what he says, and he defends what he needs to defend. You know, in a world of of uh, of cowards and all those guys, cowards and Stephen A. Smiths, be a Charles Barkley. Yeah. Yep, and uh, in, in, a, in a world of Skip Baylesses, be a yeah. Charles Barkley. That's right. Oh, Skip man. is the worst. Skip is absolutely. I I can't believe he's still. You know, he, he must just. Something. You know what? He is so smart. Yeah. He just says, "I'm going to say this," so that way <clears> he <throat> get all mad and they keep watching what I'm going to say. Yep, it's it's not a bad way to do business. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, uh, that pretty much closes the chapter of another NFL season here on the DK or JC and Bill Sports Podcast. Um, we will come back to this at the end of the summer because we know how much you all love that episode. It's like our favorite episode of the year. So. Oh yeah, the sun is shining, the beer is blowing. You know, yep. and, and what I find surprising is that Bill's love of mascots. When we're talking about Paul getting hurt, yeah. And now Bill has a mascot of his own. He's yeah, done least, a one eighty, gentlemen. At least, at least he's not going to get injured. Well, he never knows. <laughs> you leave think, the yodeling pickle alone. I think you bring Paul... a stem or something. I think Poe could definitely beat a pickle in a fight. I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, and and I mean, if we want to talk about, about uh, the the best mascot moment of the year, is when the pop tart went down into the toaster. Oh, that's, I love the pop tart a- mascot. <laughs> and what then, what was his sign? I said, "I'm ready to to die" or something. I'm ready to. Yeah, it didn't say I was ready to die. <laughs> I'm ready to That's die a bit, for this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, pretty much you're getting, you're getting putting down a, a big toaster. You're 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 not going to live anymore. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I did read that the creator of the Pop Tart passed away this week. Yes, well, he did. But he lived long enough to have a. He did live long enough to have his product get a bowl game. That's right, and a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know what's happening right now, boys. Pop tarts, mascots. I like it. All right. Hey, Yoling um, Pickles, it's all good. All right. Um, DK, what do you uh, want to plug while we have a couple minutes? Well, well, you know, it is that time of year. It's WrestleMania season. We got DK and Bill wrestling podcast. We got a bunch of good episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. And if you're a wrestling fan, check out the archives on uh, Spotify or Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, we're over, I believe it's 66 episodes now. Yeah. And if I uh, remember correctly. And we've got a Lots big of, one. We got a yeah. big one coming up March the 1st. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to plug, uh, plug that, go. All right. So, March the 1st. 
our first ever live watch along with you, the audience. We will be watching Sting versus Ric Flair from Clash of the Champions 1 in honor of Sting retiring in a few weeks. We're going to have a little celebration by watching the match that pretty much puts Sting on the map, him and Flair from Clash of the Champions 1. And we should be, like, I've had a lot of messages. People were thinking we were watching Sting's last match on this. We are not watching Sting's no. last match. We no, were watching no, no. the Ric Flair-Sting clash match. Yes. So yes. Just, just so everybody knows. Exactly. <laughs> it's not the AEW match, the tag team match he's having. No. Right. It's not going to be that. Right. All right. And JC, I, I, I hope you can be part of that. Me too. It'd be great to, it'd be great to have you on there. I'll be on days off. I got uh that's point of that day, so I should be able to have a few beverages. Is, I believe it's scheduled for six thirty your time. Yep. So be eight thirty so, my time. And and it would be great if we could get a big number of people in there. So and and there's one thing with our with our wrestling podcast. We did hit a hundred members on the Facebook group, which is awesome. Yes. So if you listen to this show and and you kind of like, you, you kind of like that kind of talk. It's it's very similar. It's more obviously it's about wrestling and wrestling uh, related topics. More old school. We talk, about, we, we, we talk a lot about the older stuff, but we do kind of do some previews of the big big events happening currently yes. too. Yes. So this um, coming up, um, late February and uh, March will be all about WrestleMania. So be a lot of talk about what's going on with uh, Cody Rhodes and the rock and all that, all that stuff's going on now. So if you're into that kind of stuff, or if you just like the old uh, reviews, like our next review episode is WrestleMania six, yes. which is going to be awesome. The ultimate challenge, ultimate warrior versus Hulk Hogan in Toronto. And so, I'm, and I'm going to watch my videotaped version, not the network because they edited it out. One Which whole I, match. I could not find my videotape, so I had to watch on the network. They did not show the match that we're all referring to, which is Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown. Oh, you know because what? I I may have to. I might have to have ask. A link, I might. I might have link, somebody that could help us on that. Um, I haven't tried to find it. I'm, I'm wondering if it would be on YouTube. If I can just check it out there, but. I would love to find a link where I could watch the entire show front to end with no edits or anything. I, I will ask my friend this week and I will that get you I will get you the tape or the video of it. So and, and the other plug is um, the gambling podcast that we've been doing. Um, the downtown dollar bill sports gambling podcast. Um, our next episode will be recapping all our Super Bowl prop bets. And we will be doing some NBA and uh, NHL bets mm -hmm. um, on the next episode as well. So so if if you like sports gambling podcasts, um, we we bet uh, like hypothetical numbers. We call them units. Yes. And then we kind yes. of recap what we did the week before and 
pretty similar to what we did on this episode. We kind of like going back and seeing how smart we were. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting that going again. We we took a little bit of a break after the Super Bowl, but I'm sure in in the next week or two we will be bringing out our uh, latest episode. Yep, pretty much of that show. And JC, we definitely want to have you on as a as a I'll guest. Be on. We actually have a small list of people that want to be on that show, believe it or not. Well, I'm I'm up for for any special guests that want to come in. I will you know, I'll I'll have to go to the bank and we'll, we'll get you a line of credit for the week. <laughs> JC, we'll we'll uh we'll probably give you 50 units just as being like a like a great friend to us and you can make some wild Wild uh, wagers, be wild fun. crazy bets. Yep. I like it. I like it. No. And yeah, it, I, I think that show will really pick up uh, once we get into the NBA and uh, NHL playoff season. Yeah, that'll be a bit a big uh, big thing going forward. Yep. All right. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, JC Bill Sportcast, and you can join our Facebook group, the JC and Bill Sportscast. Uh, we now have, because actually we had uh, a new member added. We have 333 members in our group. What a perfect that's number. Incredible. 333. That's, a, that's really is. impressive. Like, like when I, um, I, I kind of had the reason for doing the, the DK and Bill wrestling podcast is the success of you guys. And I've just like listening to your show. I'm like, you know what? I would love to do something like this. And when I started listening to you guys, I believe you only had about a hundred, 120 members. Right. So for, for you guys to grow that much in the last couple of years, it's, it's really good. Yeah. You guys, I good. think we're hitting somewhere. Are, you're doing great numbers on the, on the show, on the, on the plays too. You're up over a thousand. So. Oh yeah. Let really me check. Uh, Cause I know you asked me the other day. JC, what our last number was from last week's episode. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, we had oh, we had over two hundred twenty uh, plays, so that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. perfect. And that was put up the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought when when you guys did release it that day, it it, it is a lot tougher. To um to get the views and the listens, when when you do it the day of, because like a lot of people like to listen to that stuff kind of before, mm-hmm. but to, to have that kind of numbers, that's really impressive, guys. It is. Yeah. Now um, on a down note, Bill did not want to join the Poppy and Poppy the Poppy and Friends group <laughs> yesterday, so I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> that's disappointing to hear. Because um, I am a member of that group, and watching watching Poppy move that sprinkler around maybe, just warmed maybe my soul. Maybe in the future, maybe in warmed the future. My soul. He's carrying the sprinkler in his mouth. Okay, was the sprinkler running? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, then why didn't you tell me? Okay, invite me back. I will join now, just so I can watch that video. Oh, it's just There's nice wholesome video. Great- Poppy and her friends running around and having fun and sprinkler pulling and all that stuff. Dang it, you hmm. see, <laughs> if I had known that it was running, I would have joined. Now, now I want to. 
Bill, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Go ahead. Do you just not like great things? <laughs> There's no reason not to join the Poppy page. This is the same thing when you were so rude to Poe. <laughs> okay. It's the same. Okay, first of all, Bill. I, I had my at the time, which was yesterday. <clears throat> I had my reason why I didn't join Poppy, which was, <laughs> oh my God, someone made a group, another group for a dog. No offense. Now oh, that I know, now that I know <laughs> that Poppy carried a running sprinkler, I want to join. Okay. Whereas with no. Bill, it's a person underneath the costume. <laughs> I can't believe you just told you just told our younger audience that Poe is not really a bird. Why don't you come out and tell everyone about the tooth fairy while you're at it? Look, my dad ruined my nephews last year by telling them I was the Easter Bunny. So you, 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 you do that. You're the Easter Bunny? It's a long story. You came to my house last no, year? No. You didn't even say See, hi? All right. <laughs> I, I could say I could say the story because, one, my nephews don't listen to podcasts, and two, they already know that it's me. So anyway. It's disappointing anyway, they don't listen to our show. So they, Only well, one has an do. interest in sports. The other's not so much. So anyway. Okay. Um, so for years... When they were little, my sister and her husband, ba basically the family, would go to church on Easter Sunday. While they were gone, I would go up the street and lay the eggs around the house. So when they came back, it would be like the Easter bunny came while we were gone. You would lay eggs? Is that what you said? Not... I meant put eggs down on the you put eggs down. That's what I meant to say. Bill laid eggs. Um, Did you guys hear this? Oh, and then last year that, that's more impressive than Poe's comeback. Anyway, that, my I'd dad, like to say thanks for having me on. I might not be invited back to this show. No, but what happened? So I'm, I'm going. I'm going out. I'm going out with a bang here, boys. Last year. My dad tells my nephews, oh, it was your uncle. Bill was the one that put the eggs down. So it ruined that I, you know, it ruined the whole wonderful thing of me being the Easter Billy. Oh, wow. <laughs> you need to start a, a Facebook group. <laughs> the Easter Billy. The Easter and then we can watch videos of you laying eggs. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just gonna keep digging myself a bigger hole before it's over. So you can lay it. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. We'll we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for having me, boys. <laughs>